This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. Starting in February, we will be doing our live broadcast on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Hope to see you there. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Recovery Revolution Live. My name is Carl, the co-host of this live stream, and I am so proud to announce that we are now streaming live from Facebook, and we are now streaming live across YouTube. So welcome, everybody, to the show, and joining us today are the other two co-hosts, J.R. Weaver and Fear the Beard, Brett Morris. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. And we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. A lot of exciting things will be happening. We are going to be talking about recovery. We're going to be talking about getting into the solution and finding ways that we can survive and live and strive past our addictive past. And our guest today is Leonard Bouchel. And we are going to be introducing him here in a moment. He has a very long list of achievements along with being a certified drug and alcohol counselor and is currently involved down in Hollywood and the LA area with the movie industry and also numerous other things that he is up to. So we're going to dive into those with Leonard. And Leonard, we want to welcome you to the Recovery Revolution Live. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, thank you very much for the invitation and I'm very happy, proud and excited to be with you all this evening. Well, it's a very honor to have you on the show tonight. And we want to thank you for taking the time and coming on and talking to our viewers and listeners and uh, letting us get to know you a little bit better. So we're very excited to have you on the screen tonight. It was an easy commute. (laughs) Very easy commute. Yes. And you and I both live in California, so it should still be sunny out for you. Is that correct? You're where the 49ers are and I'm where the Rams are. Well, uh, we, we don't need to talk politics on the stream here, Leonard, but just know that we will be coming for you next season. There's still a parade going down. <laughs> There's the still a, that's fantastic. Yes, I, I would expect nothing less from the Los Angeles Rams fans to have a <laughs> ongoing parade for days on end. <laughs> so, alrighty, guys. Well, welcome to the show and uh, welcome, uh, JR. Thank you for stepping up today and coming into the show. And Brett, always good to see you, sir. And, Glad to be here. Um, yeah, you know, we have a great show lined up for um, our viewers today. And and uh, welcome, everybody. Daisy from Oregon, uh, Joey from uh, Cyprus, uh, Tennessee, and Jennifer from Tucson, Arizona, and, uh, and Tanya from North Carolina, New Bern. And welcome, everybody. We're so happy that you've taken the time to come onto the stream tonight. So um, we have a good show lined up for you guys. So how is everybody doing tonight? Is everybody doing good? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Excited to be here. I'm a big fan of uh, Real Recovery Film Festival. Yes. I want to hear more about the uh, high. His uh, his newly released book. I mean, I'm excited for tonight. I wouldn't have missed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. There it is. Yes. Confessions of a Cannabis Addict. Wow. Yes. When did that uh, that release, Leonard? 
Uh, this was released in the end of November. Logan House Publications. It's available on Amazon. Uh, the Kindle download is four twenty. Ah, okay. Okay. So okay. Make it very affordable to uh, people who love weed. Yes, that is that's very time <laughs> timely oriented there on your release date. Um. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time they're done reading it, they'll give away their stash. They'll give away their stash. That's because <laughs> they won't need it anymore. They'll be so high. Oh, I, yeah, I just yeah, I just got that. You said the price was four twenty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I just got that one. Yeah. The paperback is nineteen ninety five because I have to print them up. Ah, okay. okay. The Kindle version is four twenty. That's that's fantastic, and it releases on four twenty. Is that correct? No, this is on oh, okay. the end of October. No, okay, no, the end of October. Okay, okay. Well, but there's going to be a big push on April fourth. Okay, I mean April twentieth. Okay, okay, good. Good. Four twenty. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's always Smoke good. To, it's always good to put some recovery onto them rather than pushing cannabis onto them. So, um, well, that's that's yeah. really interesting that you um, that it's a book about uh, cannabis and um, the addiction to cannabis. Uh, I've run into working in the uh, treatment field and the addiction recovery field that a lot of it companies, oddly enough, have a hard time. Um, doing billing for cannabis use disorder out of the DSM-5, which is kind of strange to me, but, um, you know, it was always kind of told to us, well, there has to be another underlying issue going on other than just cannabis use. But I had a couple of clients, and that was their solely their drug of choice. So, And did you believe if they were to get off marijuana completely, they couldn't drink wine or... Or, or uh, drink double espressos? Well, that see, but that's the addiction taking a form of replacing one addiction for another, you know, where we are now looking at, well, if I'm going to give this up, do I really need to give up other things? So I really try to work with my clients when I am in a treatment center. Um, we look at all aspects and facets of their life and, and what is being controlled. Um, you know, my hope is that they will agree that, you know, any type of uh, mind-altering substance for them, uh, you know, depending on their past and, and what has been going on, hopefully they can come to their own conclusion that this will be something um, positive for them to give up. Uh, but, you know, the, the other thing that we have to kind of realize in the addiction treatment industry, and, and Leonard, you're familiar with this, is that we, that we have to kind of go with the resistance with our clients as well, too. So... Sometimes it takes a little bit longer for them to come to the conclusion that maybe by giving up all substances, they can have a life of abstinence from uh, using them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, wonderful. Uh, Linda, we're really happy to have you on the show. You have a long resume of, um, I mean, it's really long. JR, JR sent us this text and it's I'm, it started I'm, with me driving myself to betty ford center yeah 27 years ago because okay. i thought i was about to be arrested ah, and i was having okay. a nervous breakdown and i thought yeah. if i can get in there i'll be safe for a month mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that that month was going to lead to 27 years of not having a drink or a joint or a line wow uh, well, of course i'm glad it did 
But at the time, it wasn't my main motivation because I didn't think a human being could live without marijuana. Yeah, I, I didn't think that was scientifically or emotionally or psychologically possible. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was only after I was there for 28 days and I thought, wow, I haven't gotten high in 28 days. Uh, this is pretty nifty. And I went to one of those 12 step meetings and heard a speaker say something that made sense to me when he said uh, they'd asked the Dalai Lama, is there anything spiritual happening in America? And the Dalai Lama said, yes, AA, very spiritual very spiritual movement. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hmm, I could be, you know, I guess it made me feel like I'd been a hypocrite before mm -hmm. sprouting spiritual aphorisms and, and, and whatnot and getting high every day. And if you're really high, you don't need to get high. And that's what I remember. My son told me that Timothy Leary said, he said, the point is not to get high. The point is to be high. Right. I try and can tell friends that when you're not using drugs, you are always high. You will never come down. Mm -hmm. There's no coming down from this. This is it. The show's on and you're and you're living it. And uh, there's lots of ways to manage life to be as pleasant and as you know and less painful and more enriching and more beautiful. Uh, and when you're not getting high, you don't have to spend an hour rolling five joints to drive from here uh, to San Francisco. Yeah. I couldn't drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco without five joints, you know, mm -hmm. every 75 miles. Uh, and now I don't even think about it. It's right. extraordinary. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah I, congratulations I, I, on 27 years. That's that's absolutely. huge, dude. It, yeah. it took that long to write the book. <laughs> you lived it. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the book is a lot about what it was like, how I got there. And then, of course, a lot about how what it's been like since I got there. And there's the cover. And there I was uh, taken in a, a 25 cent photo booth. Little did I know all these years later. Uh, I was going to throw it on the cover of a book. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'm just, it took me a while. It took me a while when I got clean mm -hmm. to, 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 to think, to say, God, that decision to smoke pot every day of my life, I might have been made a mistake. You know, it took me a while of being sober before, you know, we don't regret the past, nor do we wish to shut the door on it. Mm -hmm. But I did regret the past. I regret that I didn't get sober 10 years earlier. But of course, I got the fact that when I did get sober, I never went back. I guess timing is perfect. It would have been nice if I had been 10 years before that. My, but I, I got sober when I got sober uh, and never, uh, never looked back thanks to the program and the 12 steps. I don't think I could have done it without. I was at a breakfast yesterday in the San Fernando Valley. It was the 26th annual San Fernando Valley, San Fernando Valley AA convention. Uh, and obviously it was postponed last year, 
So there were several, several hundred people at the breakfast yesterday morning. And, you know, at least twice tears formed in my eyes. They had a guy who had just celebrated 49 years sober, mm -hmm. presented the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book to a girl who had 13 days. Wow. And just to see that passing of the baton and that welcoming and everybody's clapping for, you know, she got more applause than the guy with the 49 years. Mm -hmm. And it was just so, the energy was so high and so, and you know all these people almost died at one point in their life. So you're sitting in a room full of people who almost died and now have come, you know, full circle where they're helping others and they're being good family members, probably most of them. And the, the energy was just, uh, you know, I thought, how come this isn't televised? This is like an amazing event with great speakers and a lot of heart, a lot of humor, but it's, it's, uh, it's sort of like our little secret. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I think a lot of us probably got, you know, voted in high school, most unlikely to ever join anything. <laughs> maybe like a, a prison gang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, 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 we, some of us got into this uh, into this holy cult mm -hmm. that uh, I just can't thank my my uh, you know I don't know if it's fate or destiny or luck or higher power mm -hmm. uh, but nobody in my high school would have thought that I'd end up abstinence abstinent I mean I only went to high school in the 12th grade to sell pot because I was bored of school, but I had good pot. Uh, so that's what got me there every day. Uh, and now, uh, you know, it's like I said, when I was a drug counselor for a number of years, I said, now your job is to convince people that what they need is nothing. <laughs> like nothing is what they have been craving their mm -hmm. whole lives because you can't buy it. Mm -hmm. You can't rush it. You can't have a, you can't get a year sober in six months, even if you pay somebody. <laughs> you got to do it one day at a time. Or as the spiritual speaker said yesterday, they said it's one day at a time. You know, they mean forever. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's one, it's forever. And, you know, for those of those people who do it forever, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, Anyway, I don't interrupt. I'm sure you have more questions. And I'm not really in show business, but I do run the only recovery film festival in the country for the last 13 years, the Real Recovery Film Festival and Symposium. Uh, we've been in about eight cities around the country. Uh, we do a week in L.A., a week in New York, a few days in Denver the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, since the slamdemic, we have been online the last two years, but we will be back in the theater for a week in uh, North Hollywood in in uh, up October. Yes, October. Um, okay. uh, you know, unless a meteor unless a meteor hits the planet, <laughs> which you know, it's the, odds are it won't. Uh, <laughs> but if things keep improving, we'll be back in the theater uh, in October. And and Leonard, you also um, helped produce the 
annual Experience Strength and Hope Awards in Los Angeles as well, too. Is that correct? That we did. Uh, that we did. Yes. Uh, we've done it for 11 years. Last year, we had to cancel. Uh, we honor a high-profile individual in recovery mm-hmm. who's written a memoir about their career and their sobriety. So it's it's not a it's not an award for being sober. It's an award mm-hmm. for bleeding on the page and telling everybody the truth about you and your and your substance abuse and and what have you. And we had scheduled last year a gentleman named Lee Steinberg. Mm-hmm. who I'm sure is hurting tonight because he's the manager of the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> who, who fell apart yesterday towards the end of the game and they lost to the Cincinnati somebodies. Are they the Bengals? Yeah, little something football like that. talk because I, yeah. I, miss it and I only get into football during the, the playoffs because <laughs> uh, I know the intensity is so great. Uh so Lee Steinberg, who was the subject of a movie called Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. yeah. he was, he's the real Jerry Maguire. So we had him scheduled to receive the award. We had to call it off last year. We do it at a museum in L.A. called the Skirball Cultural Center. And so we did it uh, in December. And we also presented the award to a, um, a uh, an anchor woman from KTLA, a woman named Courtney Friel who also has, I wish she had a cover of her book. It's fantastic about how drunk and high she was on the air for a number of years and how she has uh, eight years now and Lee has 11. Uh, And we got them together again and, you know, had a singer and a comedian and and we've been doing it for years. It's sort of like, it's it's an excuse for people in recovery to get dressed up in LA. But we do have a very strict dress code, which is no gowns, no tuxes, and no Uggs. <laughs> no Uggs? <laughs> Otherwise, you can well, wear you want. Well, I guess I won't be showing up in my gown in Uggs then, Leonard. <laughs> but I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> Please, next year. You also started the Writers in Treatment. Can you give us a little... Uh, 13 years ago, 13 years ago, I was uh, uh, friendly uh, with some people who had founded Music Cares or MAP, it was called, musicians at Arnold, Buddy Arnold, saxophone player from New York, mm-hmm. came out, got sober, started raising money to help musicians get into treatment. So it was called MAP, Musicians Assistance Program. Uh, it turned into music cares. And I thought, well, if he's doing that for musicians, there's a lot of writers out there. Uh, and at the time, even bookstore owners who made their living, it was, wasn't just for writers, it was for people who made their living off the written word, proofreaders, editors, bookstore owners. And so we started raising money to get scholarships to put them into rehabs as well. And about a year and a half into that, I thought we need some a way to get some publicity which is why we started the Real Recovery Film Festival. And so that the Real Recovery Film Festival sort of took off on its own. And we've been doing that for 13 years. Uh, we still help people with free referrals. We can try and get people uh, scholarships from time to time. It's not our main focus, because our main focus is the publishing and editing 
the addiction recovery e-bulletin, which I know you were going to get to eventually, so I don't want to give away the end. <laughs> it's not over by any means. I mean, nothing is over. It ain't over <laughs> till it's over, and even then we're not sure it's over. Exactly. Yeah. Leonard, what has been probably the the one maybe quote or catchphrase that has really kind of stuck with you over the past 20 plus years that has carried you through maybe some more of the difficult times of learning about yourself and finding yourself in the community of recovery? Only one? Well, you could give us more if you would like. I think you need a couple. <laughs> yeah. I think the two most significant was um, alcohol is a liquid drug because my main addictions when i got here was i'd done cocaine every day for 13 years and quit because my girlfriend said she didn't like me doing cocaine anymore so we started snorting ecstasy and it was mm. really ecstasy that got me into the rehab that that was hard to handle uh i'd smoke pot every day for 26 years I only got drunk on purpose. I never accidentally got drunk, but I got drunk a lot. In fact, I was addicted to blackouts, but I would plan ahead. I would always have someone there. I'd have money to take a taxi because I didn't know I didn't, was, didn't want to be driving. Uh, so when I got clean of drugs, I thought, hmm, drinking might still be an option. But then I remembered what you said earlier, cross addiction. Uh, and so I have to see a bottle of booze as like a, a bottle of pot or cocaine. It's a drug. And if it makes me feel this much better today, I'm going to want to feel that much better tomorrow. And I will drink like a fish and be, uh, you know, doomed, doomed. Mm -hmm. So knowing that alcohol is a drug and I am a recovered drug addict, I don't do liquid. The other aphorism is it's easier to stay sober than it is to get sober. I never want to go through that first 28 days again. So it's easier to overcome that craving today than it is to start all over. Mm -hmm. I would I would hope for, for most people. I don't mind being tempted because it sort of proves that I that I'm good. Uh, mm -hmm. But I changed that word in the in the Lord's Prayer when they say "Lead me not into temptation." I always say "Lead me not into addiction," because I know I know I'm an addict. Uh, temptation, I think, is 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 okay because uh, then you can show that you're that you're tempted, but you're not going to follow through or succumb to the temptation. I also changed the. Uh, serenity prayer after about five years sober because the way it read it wasn't working for me so I, I changed it to God grant me the hostility <laughs> to, to reject the things I cannot change the cash to change the things I can and the woman to know the difference yeah all right <laughs> that's my serenity that. prayer and I also, when I do the serenity prayer with other people where they can hear me, I change serenity to surrender. Because mm. you know, it's like an action. You've got to take an action. So, you know, God grant me the the ability to surrender. I don't want serenity. I want surrender because mm -hmm. it takes a little hard work. 
sort of like forgiveness. It's easy to say I forgive you, but it's really, uh, uh, you know, a lot of spiritual heavy lifting um, yeah. to forgive people. And the other saying, the other billboard, I mean, the other bumper sticker, uh, in terms of all the drugs I've ever taken, I think of the Alan Watts quote when he says, he was talking about LSD, which I'm sure half the people listening have done some and the other half <laughs> hopefully never will. Uh, but he said, when you get the message, hang up the phone. And I thought about that when I was in treatment. Like, I don't need any more drugs to learn anything more. I got the message. you know. And now this whole new world of the unknown. I think some people have a hard time staying sober because they're afraid of the unknown. <laughs> they don't know what their life is going to be like without substances. And that old cliche, you can't live with, you know, you, I couldn't live to getting high anymore, but I couldn't imagine living not getting high. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to just, you know, give it up, turn it over, and have faith that your life will improve. Maybe not overnight, but it's not going to get worse. Not really. Not when you've been in hospitals or in behind prison cell doors or even jail cell doors or in the back of a car. Uh, being driven somewhere by the police it's an awful feeling yeah <laughs> it really is like but you become some people become familiar with it and it's and it's all they know but that's because they just don't know uh that you know, like they say you know when god opens his when god opens his wallet there's a picture of you mm. so mm. i like that yeah. Something, something, someone or something has your back. It's courage. I don't think they treat, teach that in rehab. You know, you need courage to be a sober person. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, little by little, little by little. It's like maybe it's the modern equivalent of a risk taker. You have to take a risk. You have to stop using drugs. Right. You know what drugs can do and where they get you. What happens if you don't? You might just mm -hmm. end up being a beautiful, responsible person, <laughs> yeah. which brings on a whole other set of headaches, but right. it, they're healthy headaches. They're yeah. Healthy. And, and, you know, that, that really just takes me back to thinking about, you know, when, when I got sober and what, 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 what am I going to become? Cause I really kind of summed up my um, addiction as this is the way it's going to be for me for the rest of my life. And I was, I was almost content with being an addict, um, but but I wasn't content with going to the hospital all the time and finding out I congested heart failure. And so, you know, when when we think about the comfort and everything that we have inside of our addiction and the way that people feel about, you know, going into a prison environment because that's what they've lived for so long and it gives them comfort because they're familiar with it. They know that they're going to get their meals at a certain time. They know that lockdown is going to happen at a certain time. They know what to expect from other inmates or cellies or these, all these other things. But when we come into recovery, it's so scary because we are so unfamiliar with who we are and what we have the capability of doing, that it's really this journey that has to happen. And that's what really takes a lot of people back out because 
it's so scary for them that they don't know how to react when a day goes well. We have a client at work right now, and he likes to live in the chaos of things. And we're trying to get him into the point where he feels comfortable with nothing chaotic happening throughout the day. The day just naturally progresses, but it's very uncomfortable for them. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I can relate a lot to that, Leonard, uh, from what you're talking about there. Yeah, I, I can uh, admit to that, too. I mean, sobering up is a scary, I mean, it's scary. You Especially when you've been out there for so long. I mean, you do get used to, you know, uh, riding in the back of police cars, you know, being locked up in county for six months or, or going to prison for, you know, a year, two years, three years, five years. I mean, it becomes part of your your mentality. And just the thought of stopping that and trying something new without the crutch of alcohol or addiction is 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 it's intimidating. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people are afraid to try to get sober because they don't know what's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like you said, it's courage and commitment. Right. You have the courage to, to start and the commitment to keep doing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. When I had about two months sober, I had a, a sponsor. Uh, I mean, the first month I was in rehab, so no sponsor. Got out, got a sponsor. Month went by. And I said to him, I said, you know, if you go out, I'm going with you. Because I don't know how to live in this world without you as my sponsor. You know, and I compared it to being dropped off in Siberia with one friend who has two winter coats and he knows his way around. And then that and that's how foreign the land of sobriety was to me. Uh, which is why I think maybe young people hopefully have a easier time to get sober because their brains aren't wired to walk into a bar every time they're bored or lonely. And after using for 26 years, my life revolved around substances to enhance a feeling or to negate a feeling, uh, to emphasize a feeling, to kill a feeling. Uh, so that first couple months, my, you know, I said to my sponsor, I said, if you go out, I'm going with you because I don't know how to live in Siberia alone. And luckily he didn't, and he stayed, and he was my sponsor for a number of years and only broke up, so to speak, when I moved out of uh, Marin County because uh, I was still young enough to come in, into L.A., which I call the Fast Lane. It's a fabulous city. Yeah. 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 And the, you know why there's so much traffic here? Mm, because there are places to go. There are lots of places to go there's in LA. Places, there's jobs to have to work. There's places to go. There's yeah. beaches to mess around on. Uh, <laughs> you know, it takes a little while to get there, but um, that's why there's so much traffic here. And whenever I'm in traffic, and I think, "Wow, look at all this traffic," I think I am the traffic. The guy behind <laughs> me feels the, about me the way I do about the guy in front of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's my choice to get on the freeway, so I can't right. really blame anybody but me. <laughs> and if you go to any place at night, you can get there in 20 minutes. Yeah. But at night. Hey, you know what we call a traffic jam in uh, South Carolina? Stop sign. 
two cars at a red light. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You have to stop there because there's so much snow lately. I hear you can't <laughs> drive that much. Yeah. Yeah. So, snow flurries, we shut down. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you, Leonard, you were talking about your sponsor, and I want to take us into a little segue here and let Brett talk about our sponsor for this episode. And Brett and I have been texting over here. and I, I okay. said, It's like we planned that, huh? Yeah. yeah. Segue, nice segue. Yeah. Very so, nice. Brett, why don't you tell our listeners um, what our giveaway is going to be tonight? We have a wonderful hoodie. And who our sponsor is? The episode tonight is sponsored by Stay Stopped Apparel. We're going to be giving away this beautiful hoodie that you can see here on the screen. And all you have to do to enter to win that hoodie is comment hashtag stay stopped in the comments. And a little bit later on, we will do a drawing and pick a winner. And if you don't win and you still want to get one of these awesome hoodies, you can go to staystopped.shop. And they have all kinds of different cool recovery merch, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, all kinds of great stuff. So be sure to head over to staystopped.shop for all your recovery apparel needs. Wow, that's a, that's a really cool hoodie. Can you put that back up one, yeah. one more time there, Brett? Of course. That's That's fancy looking. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm a hoodie fanatic. I don't think I can have any more hoodies because, man, I just <laughs> I, I got more. so many of them. So, okay, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, Brett. And just so everybody knows, we are going to be doing another, um, not a sponsorship um, segment of the show, but we're going to be talking a little bit about a new premiere app that will be uh, releasing next month. And so it's called the Sober app. And we're going to be playing a little video here um, and probably in a few minutes about the app. And they're a great company that has designed an app that is for people in recovery. And it is a great app to have resources. You can talk to professionals in recovery. Uh, they have live Q&A sessions with recovery coaches, certified addiction counselors, um, peer support, uh, recovery specialists, and uh, authors and podcasters. And so it's it's really kind of a cool idea to bring all these different aspects of social media and media platforms together mm -hmm. to kind of collaborate uh, to provide support for people that are in the recovery community. So um, I, I think it's really kind of a cool idea. So we'll, we'll be showing you guys, a, the, send us a video on that. So Brett's going to play that. And then I, I wrote a commercial for it. So We'll play that towards the end, but um, yeah, Leonard. So, so all of this technology now, I think, really makes it um, so wonderful for people that are in recovery today. And but we have to look back at what the journey was like when you were coming into recovery. So, what were some of the things that you really were able to latch on to that really kind of kept you sober, that really kept you connected into the recovery community where you were living and um, really allowed you to kind of network with other people that were in recovery at that time? Well, I guess the obvious answer are, is meetings. Meetings. Uh, once I got out of the rehab, I was no longer suited to my previous occupation so I had a few months to sort of get things together. Uh, and in the first three months, I had to go to a meeting at noon, five, and in the evening. Because 
I had way too much time on my hands. And I understand the value of what they call a you know, sobriety job. Do anything at first just to not be in your head all that time because uh, that, that was hard. So I went to meetings. Uh, I didn't necessarily go early and stay late, but I, I've had two commitments basically up until the pandemic, two commitments a week for the, for the last for 25 years. Uh, half my friends are not in recovery, uh, which I think is good because that means they're not as insane as a lot of other people. Uh, and I, and, you know, I want to just go back to being at this huge breakfast yesterday, you know, feeling like you're in the lifeboat with all these, can't call them friends, but they're more than friends. They're, they're part of a brotherhood uh, that, that, that we can all relate to each other and, 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 you know, and exhibit as much, kindness and understanding as possible but to answer your question meetings you know i'm not a i'm not a zoom person i like meetings and at the beginning it was meetings and reading the the literature it was re reading the literature making sure i went to a book study once a week so that way i would get to have to read the book and i went to a 12 and 12 steps in tradition meeting once a week so i would know i would have to read the steps uh, and i have all my old books and they're highlighted and underlined mm -hmm. sort of like become a not a student of the history of aa which i love but just a student of this new way of life and it's you know, i i don't know if i'm right or wrong or both you know it seems like it's a decision it's a decision to not get high anymore and to see what goes on or use other ways to get high. You know, movies are, you know, part of the reason we started the film festival because films are my drug of choice. Uh, Pre-pandemic, I had to be in a movie theater at least once a week or every other week or else I'd start to get, I'd start to Jones. I, you know, I, that's a drug to me. Some mm -hmm. people, you know, and still go to clubs and dance. People do yoga, and they can't live without doing yoga. It's something we all need to elevate our consciousness one way or the other. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just want to tell everybody, full disclosure, this is decaf. I don't drink caffeinated coffee after 5 p.m., and the show started at 5 p.m. Uh, and I never drink more than 18 a day. No, 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 a couple. <laughs> I, have a little, I have a little machine, but I, I don't, I don't abuse it. Uh, films, I love to go to plays and, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, conversing with friends. People in recovery has so much more deeper conversations than other people. Because uh, we're so used to, you know, like when people ask someone in recovery, how was your day? They better be prepared to listen to how their day actually was. Because mm. if there were any issues, you're going to hear about them. And people don't, don't say, oh, it's fine. We all know what fine stands for. I, I forget, but I know it doesn't mean fine. 
<laughs> I think there's an F word at the beginning. Uh, so conversations with people are a lot richer than I find with, with my friends who aren't in recovery. Mm -hmm. Who are just, you know, I'm not saying they're in denial about who they are, uh, but they're they're in denial about the uh, the 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 beauty and the majesty of being alive. Because mm -hmm. I don't think people in 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 twelve step programs take that for for granted. You know, you know, we wake up in the morning and think, "Oh my God, I'm not hungover. That's cool. I'm not sick." Mm -hmm. I'm waking up and I have some place to go. Uh, fantastic! I don't want to miss that. I, I can't, you know, stand the idea—the idea of missing a day. In fact, I have one little thing I started 25 years ago. Every night I write down everything I did that day, and everyone I was with that day, and if I went somewhere that day, or if I went to a movie that day or if something good happened that day or something bad happened that day, I write it down literally every night. Uh, I don't think it's an obsession yet. Uh, it's more like to prove to myself. If I don't write it down, the next day I might not even remember I was alive the day before, but I have proof that I have lived every day for the last 27 years. I have it, a record of it. And it's fantastic. And if you ask me, where were you on your birthday in 19, in, in 1998, I have it written down. It's weird, but I, I love doing it because it's the kind of thing that I could never have done pre-sobriety. I'd be too stoned, I'd be too tired, I'd be too drunk. But this is something, and I tell my clients when I was working as a drug counselor, Find something in this world that's unique to you and your recovery. You know, whatever that is. You know, it could be bringing instant hot chocolate to every meeting you go to because there's going to be someone who wants, you know, something that only you do to prove that you've changed your life in a tangible way. So me, and I don't call it a diary or a journal, but it's my, I call it my night notes every night. I write down what I did that day just to prove I did something. Even if it's nothing, I, I, I have a record. I have this many, a, a, a bookshelf, this many journals. Uh, so I don't know whether that was the answer to a question or just a suggestion for people to find something that they can only do now because they're sober. And if you used to play an instrument, now you start taking lessons again, you know, that would count. Yes, now you play your flute, you know, once a day. Uh, when you let it, you know, when you let it slide for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so, or take up a new sport. Mm -hmm. Take up, take up pole dancing, whatever, something new. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get behind that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I really understand what where you're going with um, this because, for me, uh, you know, I'm I'm very much like you, where movies and uh, really good produced television shows are another thing that I really like. Um, I, I just I just finished a, a series called Fringe, 
and it's the second time I've watched the whole series, and it's produced by J.J. Abrams, and it um, aired back in the late uh, 2000s. And, um, it, you know, I, I really feel that I can have this escape from the world, and it allows me to almost unplug my brain a little bit and just enjoy what is being presented to me uh, on the screen. And also, um, I'm a huge, a huge music fan. Uh, I was a, a music major um, in part of my college and also throughout my high school years doing jazz and, and, um, and orchestra and, you know, and all these things. And so for me, the, the idea that I, I have a, an outlet to kind of keep myself in balance you know, to have an area where I can escape and going to the movies is a great thing. And um, I wanted to ask you now, this might be a little bit hard, but I, I have one movie in mind when it comes to like the movie that really kind of sold me on the idea of going to a movie in a cinema, you know, having that experience rather than maybe watching it at home with surround sound. And for me, that movie was Jurassic Park. And I remember seeing it for the first time in the theater and seeing the um, just the screen come to life with these dinosaurs that were computer generated and, and all the different special effects that went along with that to make it seem like it was so real for me. Um, and I know that you love films. So what do you have any like really big films that were like really like that was the film for you when you were seeing it mm. in the theater? I do remember Jurassic Park, and and I do remember feeling the dinosaurs when they first appear and they're mm -hmm. prancing up the hill. I mean, I could feel the theater, yeah, shaking. Uh, and how can we ever forget the scene where the guy gets eaten off the toilet seat? One one of my favorites. <laughs> and how the new movie out that I think is really really excellent called Don't Look Up. I don't know yes. if you've seen it. Yeah. But there's a there's there's a homage to that scene mm -hmm. near mm -hmm. the end of yeah. the movie that you have to stay till the end. Anybody see it? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. So <laughs> fabulous. You know, all those years later, someone uh no, I'm 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 I don't want to age myself and say, yes, it was the sound of music. Okay. Was West the original West Side Story? I hated the new West Side Story, but I love the old West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Twelve Angry Men. Mm, Twelve Angry Men, movie. black and white. James, James, James uh, Henry Fonda. Mm -hmm. So incredible film. I can watch that over and over again, even though I know how it ends. It's just an amazingly brilliant film. Twelve Angry Men mm -hmm. sort of woke me up to the incredible effect a film can have on you uh, even though it's all dialogue it, it meant a lot to me so seriously i was young i was like 11 something sound of music uh you know it's a a, a musical with a nazi overtone mm -hmm. i love uh the the the, the uh the movie the producers the, the yes. producers you know you're laughing out loud you're releasing endorphins because you're <laughs> laughing out loud whether you're and it's easier to laugh in an audience with other people so you yeah. know you mentioned you have surround sound i have i have like a i my son keeps saying why don't you get a bigger thing i said i, I don't want a bigger 
you know, I'm, I'm happy with the story. And I love, I mean, it, it's like a couple of times recently people, you know, I'm in a prayer circle. People say, what are you most grateful for during this pandemic? And I say, there's only three things I'm grateful for. Netflix, Amazon Prime, and HBO Max. That's what I'm most happy over. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of running out of things to watch now, but that <laughs> is where I'm at. You know, it's 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 yeah. uh, it's escape. You hopefully you learn something. You learn about mm -hmm. people. You learn about yourselves. You learn about you know, other people in another time. Mm -hmm. uh, this film, don't look up. You know, is really terrific. It's really funny, and uh, everybody in it is amazing. And the, the movie that it's done by a guy who made a movie called Margin Call. If you've never seen a movie called Margin Call, it's about Wall Street. Fantastic. Hmm. Uh, it, it does. I mean, I think Kevin Spacey is in it, but give him a break. It's a great movie. <laughs> okay, and, and so is uh, Jeremy Irons. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and and Stanley Tucci. Mm. It's called Margin Call. It's just fantastic. You'll thank me if you if you if you. I'm on Facebook. I don't know if anybody else is. You know, I know most people are ticking and talking, but I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> Leonard Bouchel. Uh, yeah. Not that not that hard to find. But hurry up, I have 4,995 friends, so I have room for five more. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure that that fills up for you by the end of, uh, by the end of tomorrow. By the end of the night. Okay. Yeah, by the end of the night, you'll, you will have hit your 5,000 mark, and, you. um, and, and you'll be releasing 420 um, versions of your um, high book, is that right, in celebration of your maxing out your Facebook account? 420 for people yeah. who want to read on a Kindle. I don't know how they do that, but people do that. <laughs> yes, it is possible to read on a Kindle. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I, I don't have any experience doing it because okay, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a book person. I, I like I like the context and holding the book and feeling the pages and um but this is I've been told by my mother. In the early days of eBay, what pissed some people off, like me the most, was buying a used book opening the package and realizing that someone smoked in their living room for their entire life and all the smoke is in the book. <laughs> well, you just really couldn't even hold it. This you know, good book smells good. Uh, so I think now they might actually say, you know, it's a non-smoker's book. <laughs> or, or Amazon came along and you know, tossed eBay out the window, although eBay is not out the window at all. No. Uh, Backpage is out the window, but eBay is still going strong. Yeah, yeah it started absolutely. with a guy selling Pez dispensers. You know that, right? The yeah, history of yeah. It was in Oakland, I think. That's why it's eBay East Bay. East Bay, yeah, yeah. Oh, eBay. And, yeah. I did not know that. And mm -hmm. and did you did you realize that Netflix was started in the Bay Area as well? And I I don't know if some of you will remember this, but it used to be a um, mail-in um, subscription mm -hmm. service yes. where you yes. would say yes. you would go on the website and say I want to load up all these movies, and so they would send you. I think the max is like four movies you could get at one time, and each time you would mail one back, they would just cycle the mm -hmm. next one in. And in Blockbuster 
was really big on trying to take down Netflix um, or Netflix, excuse me, that's not plural. Um, and they almost succeeded and Blockbuster would send in spies to the um, facility where Netflix was um, had their mail machine that um, not not a mail like a guy doing the machine, but like their mail sorting machine that would send out all the all the different DVDs and everything. And and they almost succeeded in taking down this conglomerate. And Netflix now is one of the biggest streaming services out there. And it just started out with this guy saying, hey, I wonder if I could mail this DVD to myself and have it arrive to me in perfect format where I could play it again and not be broken. When tourists come to Hollywood in L.A., there's two kinds of tours. One is where they take them around to where celebrities have been shot or died. You know, the Viper Room, uh, Chateau Marmont, where, where John Belushi didn't, didn't make it out that night. They also have another tour. It's like, that's where there used to be a blockbuster. Oh, and down this block, there used to be a blockbuster. Oh, and I see that big thing? That was a blockbuster. What was Blockbuster? People under 20 don't know, 25 don't, never, don't even know what that means. They still think it means a movie that makes a lot of money. Yeah, I can still remember the smell of going into the Blockbuster it video. It was so exciting. Store. It was so, I used to work for Blockbuster and I worked oh. for Hollywood Video too. And uh -huh. it was so exciting because we would get the movies out prior to them releasing on that Friday. I think we would get them on like Tuesday. And so as staff members, they told us, they said, hey, take all these movies home and watch them. So when they release on that Friday, you guys will have the knowledge of, hey, was it a good movie? Was it a bad movie? What did you think of the movie and stuff like that? And I was working for them at the time that the new format came out for the 16.9 um, format for the widescreen format and the 1080. Um, so it was 1080p at that time. And um, it was the big um, push for Blu-ray or HD um, technology discs, um, Leonard, maybe back for you, it was, um, Betamax and VHS. Would that be, um, maybe <laughs> no. eight-track and cassettes. <laughs> eight-tracks and cassettes. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I didn't want to go that far back, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, blockbuster was before Brett's time. No, yeah. I've been to, I've been to blockbuster a few times. I, I think I still owe Blockbuster some late fees. I was going to say, I might still have a couple. VH, VHS. Yeah. <clears throat> we got a yeah. question a, from, from a VHS, a VHS oh. tape. Oh, wow. Oh, over. Couple, yeah. I have a couple VHS. He's from Philadelphia. Oh, that's a, that's a good one right there, too. Yeah. That is, that's a great, great saxophone player there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have a question for you, Leonard, uh, from uh, Chrissy. Uh, did you switch professions or find um, that your purpose changed when you got sober? Well, I didn't feel like I could do my clients any good anymore when I stopped using drugs because I sold drugs. And like you and watching those movies a couple of days ahead of time so you could recommend a good movie. I couldn't recommend any drugs since I wasn't doing them uh, because I always said that if you do drugs and don't sell them, you're a junkie. And if you sell drugs and don't do them, you're a pusher. 
and and I didn't want to be either. Uh, so it took me about a while. I started to work as a photographer for a real estate company, taking pictures of houses for sale, you know, little by little. And then I got into, went back to college and got my certificate, not a, not a degree, but a certificate as a California certified substance abuse counselor. Mm -hmm. I worked uh, in a couple different facilities, you know, from the, the, from the hood to Malibu. So I, I got to see what was going on there. And that, that was good because I could talk from experience. And some clients would say, no, you were never a drug addict just because I, I wore a jacket. I said, yes, yes, no, I was. I, was. I, I almost died a couple times. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm here to convince you that what's best for you in your life is nothing. There's nothing to improve your life more than your, your more than doing these 12 steps, which is like an amazing trip. Uh, so I, I did start, and then I started working, running at the film festival. But in between that was a couple odd jobs and being a drug counselor, which I enjoyed very much. Uh, it, although it is a little like being at a newcomer's meeting for eight hours. Hmm, I can uh, relate to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then you're everybody's sponsor. So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting working. Is that the question about what do you do when you stop doing what you're used to doing? Yeah, it was. Well, did you did so uh, your career choice before coming into sobriety? What were you doing for work before coming in? You just stated that you weren't selling drugs, right? No, 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 no. I said, oh, no, I, I was, I was. Oh, you were. Oh, okay, I was. Okay, uh, so. I was like, if you sell drugs and don't do ah. them, you're a pusher. Oh, okay. And if you do drugs and you don't sell them, I you're a you. junkie. Okay. So I didn't want to be either. So I had to stop okay. selling drugs as I stopped doing drugs. Mm. And how could I promise my customers it was the best pot in the world if I didn't know that for a fact? Right, right. So And, and I also thought... Probably not good for my sobriety. Yeah. And I also thought I'd gotten away with it for so long, my number is going to be up. And if I can quit now, it's like quitting a, 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 a blackjack or a, mm -hmm. a craps table, a winner. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, if I don't ever deal drugs again and I can avoid getting arrested for the next seven years. And, and and the statute of limitations come up, then I'm a free man. Mm. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. Every time a car pulls up and I hear somebody screech outside my home, I don't have to look at the window to see if it's a cop car and they're coming for me. Mm -hmm. And every time there's a cop behind me, I still almost lose, I still get nervous because mm -hmm. I don't wear a seatbelt and I, I'm on my cell phone. So they have reasons to arrest me, but they're not going to arrest me and put me in prison for 10 years because I have 20 pounds of pot in the trunk. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's like, wow, I won. If I quit and I don't start dealing again. So that's another reason it was made like, Hey, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. 
quit while you're alive, quit while you're mm. free, quitting. What's that T-shirt? Is there a hoodie? Quitting is for winners. Some whatever that says. <laughs> quitting is for winners. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm sure we could get something going. <laughs> so don't get high, just be high. Don't get high, just be high. <laughs> no, no, that's that you said that was the opposite of what you're trying to do because once you're high, then you don't want to unbe high. I'm saying be, be high. Don't get high, be high. Oh, be high. Okay. Okay. Be high. Yeah. So um that, that just reminded me of this uh, recovery documentary and it's called a new high and and it um highlights a program in washington state in the seattle area and they uh, take a group of um men and women and they teach them mountaineering skills and they summit um mount rainier is that the mm-hmm. mountain up there uh, they summit mount rainier and they summit another mountain um throughout the documentary and and um so when when you said that it triggered a memory for me of of that um documentary and uh i i really love those recovery films man that's like one thing that i really love getting behind i i just watched a really good one um and not a lot of people know this one but it's called sherry baby and it stars Danny Trejo, mm-hmm. and um, it's a very serious role for him. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Uh-huh. It yeah. is really. It's so real, and um, that just one of one of I think one of his really really good roles. I mean, people know him from Machete and you know all these other Desperado mm-hmm. and and from Dust Till Dawn and and Heat and you know all these other movies, but. Um, it was a very serious role that he played of a person in recovery that is uh, taking on the, uh, I don't want to say task, but is has befriended this lady who has suffered from um, sexual abuse from her, uh, I think it's her father or stepfather, and um, is trying to get her children back through the court system and is coming into recovery and has a lot of trust issues and, uh, and is tied up with a lot of things that, you know, she is doing things because this is the way that she was uh, doing it on the street to try to get people to like her, which was through, um, you know, almost escorting and stuff like that. And he's saying that you don't have to live that life anymore. You can now have a life free from those type of um, restraints and, you know, and that type of feeling in it. And so uh, just a little plug for Sherry Baby there. Also for Dan. And I just want to give a plug before you have to show yeah. your commercial for the app. Yes. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of films, mm-hmm. a lot of recovery films. We, we get 150 submissions every year. We pick out the best 70 and we show them at our film festival. Mm-hmm. But I my, think I'm my favorite of all time is called Shame. S H A M E. Shame. Uh, made by the Academy Award winner, director of. 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. This movie before that was Shame. And it's just miraculous. Shame. Well, I'm writing uh, that one down. Yeah, it's really the best ever. Uh, yeah. Another, another, another really good one is A Thousand Junkies. That one is... I actually found that one pretty hysterical. <laughs> you know, I... Unfortunately, one of the three guys passed away. Oh, really? And we were going to make that a big deal at our film festival. 
because it's the only comedy made about junkieism. Yeah. And one of the guys didn't make it. So yeah. it's it's sad, but it was fun to watch because I didn't know the guy had died. And, and it was a very courageous movie to make. It, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know, JR or Brett, I don't know if you've seen that movie before, but it's on Amazon Prime Video. Um, if you get a chance to watch, it's called A Thousand Junkies. And it's basically this uh, journey of uh, one day of trying to re-up <laughs> with their source and all the the chaos that goes on and halfway through the guy's taking his whole car apart looking for the looking for the sack only to find out that it's not there <laughs> you know and, no you know and all Carl. these yeah no spoilers no i'm not spoiling anything um but yeah, it's good just, travelogue of los angeles yeah. too and he yeah very speak. much so and okay, and you'll understand what what Leonard's talking about with the traffic there um during the uh the midday and afternoon hours of los angeles hmm. So I see a note here that says we're at 66 minutes. Yes. But like Route 66 or what? What? what, what, yeah. what comes, where's your commercial? I want to hear about that app. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brett. Okay. Well, that's a great segue. Thank you, Leonard, for bringing the segue into the <laughs> um, Sober app here. So we are going to show a video for this new app that was uh, released to us from the company that is doing the app. And Brett, do you have that video queued and ready to I go? I do. I'm, okay, because I can ready. keep talking forever. If you, well, yeah, you know that. I'm so. ready. I'm ready. All right, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just play it. All right, sir. Sober Onions podcast, where we peel back the layers of. Hello, my name is Brittany Kay, and I'm so excited to meet you and potentially work with you. I am a sober advocate and also a sober. Choose Recovery. Right. So, Choose Recovery, shout out to the Sober app. Good stuff. 
Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to play the commercial that um, I wrote for them and uh, produced for them. So Brett is going to show the logo. And this commercial is designed to really get you guys um, an idea of kind of the snapshots that you just watched um, on the screen share that we did there. So um, whenever you're ready, Brett, and here we go. We love the analogy of the yellow pages for sobriety. The Sober app is a safe place that someone can go from any walk of sobriety or recovery to educate themselves. This includes individuals just like you who have walked the path of recovery and succeeded in a life after addiction. Our tracking doesn't just include days sober, but it also includes a 10 to 1 style tracking of how you're eating, feeling, as well as any physical activity that you have done. They are displayed in a graph style of monthly, weekly, and yearly charts, which will allow you to look back at your ups and downs to get an idea of what has helped the most. Each entry you make will include a journal log and an image upload. Our communities are abundant with users just like yourself that can come and go 24-7. You can discuss every aspect of being sober. This could include finding sobriety in college to being a successful professional or maybe a stay-at-home mom, all without the desire to drink or use. Our bread and butter is our education center. This is where you can find a Rolodex of sections from podcasts, blogs, recovery coaches, YouTube channels, motivational inspiration, fitness, wellness, and much more. Every section will have a variety of content, as well as new content being added daily. These sections and courses are hosted by individuals who are in recovery and who have suffered from addiction in their lives. We have many walks of life, from basic social media influencers to professional counselors, recovery coaches, and even university degree professionals. 90% of our content is in audiovisual format and is made to be visually engaging. We also just launched a new platform, which will allow access to our classes where you can discuss in live format with our podcasters, recovery coaches, fitness coaches, authors, and other professionals. Be sure to check back with the Recovery Revolution live channel for more release date information and how to download the Sober app. All right, guys, and we are going to uh, do a little ad lib here. Um, Leonard uh, fell fell off the stream here, so we're 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 getting him back on here. Um, he might have had a connection problem, um, <clears throat> but we do want to talk a little bit about this app. So this is called the Sober app, and this app is going to be coming out um, towards the beginning or the middle of next month, and we're going to keep you guys up to date on what that will look like. Um, Brett, are you working on uh, get, getting Sir Leonard back on the show? I'm not sure where he went. What do you think about maybe doing the hoodie giveaway? Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. So oh, he just um, sent me a text. Let me see what he said. Uh-oh. Do, 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 sorry. The microphone's blocked. Maybe, he, did, maybe he didn't like my commercial. He said the neighborhood just blew a fuse. Oh, no. So it sounds like he is in the dark. So I guess oh, okay. he will not be coming back. So well, all right. Yeah. Dang, I was really having a good time with him. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and do the giveaway. Um, and again, we are giving away the Stay Stopped Shop hoodie. 
Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the website. Yeah, stay stop. Yeah, that, that is the website. The brand is stay stopped apparel recovery apparel. Stay stopped recovery apparel. Stay and stop I, shop. Stay stop shop. Stay stop shop. <laughs> all right. There's no need to show off there, South Carolina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we we really appreciate everybody coming on the stream today. Uh, we are going to go a little bit longer. We're going to wait around and see if Leonard is able to get his um, the uh, area where he is at uh, reconnected into um, electricity here. And uh, we're going to do the giveaway. So, um, Brett, do you have our winner for the um, hoodie giveaway? I do. I feel like we need some fun music. Oh, oh, yes. Um, I love it, man. Got you, man. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, dude. I love this. And, you know, and, and I have such... Yeah, it looks like Leonard is not coming back. He said to give uh -oh. his regards to everyone, and he said thank you so much for having him. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, it's okay. That is all right. Well, we have some housekeeping that we're going to go ahead and take care of, yeah, well, uh, but first we're going to be giving away the, yeah. the hoodie here. So, um, Brett, who is our lucky recipient of this fine Stay Spiritually Fit hoodie? J.R. Weaver! Whoa! No, it no, wasn't JR. It wasn't JR, yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. It no, is Larissa Sinop. Sinop. I'm going to mess with that last name. All right, Larissa. Congratulations. congratulations. You are the recipient of the giveaway for this episode. Thank you very much for your patriotism, for your um, for listening to the show and coming on to the stream with us. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And he brought out the kazoo, the electric kazoo. Um, the electric kazoo. Uh, could we could we get a sample of that again, sir? Because yeah, I yeah, almost feel course. like that was that was a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> my wife hates that so and, much. <laughs> yes, I I can already hear her staring at you through the walls. Um, <laughs> get him, Chrissy. Yeah, get him, get him, Chrissy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. All right, Chrissy, it's really good to see you on uh, the show today as well. Um, and Brett, you guys, how is your move going, man? You guys are all moved out now and, and into we, your new yeah, place. Yeah, we turn our keys into the old place tomorrow. And as okay. you can see from this lovely backdrop behind me it looks like i'm living in a storage unit because i haven't finished unpacking yet but okay hey, i thought maybe place. you changed jobs and you were working for public storage now but no. um no so still the same job okay well that's that's good i'm i'm sorry i won't poke the bear um <laughs> well this this room has been low priority so far we've done the yeah. kitchen living room the shared spaces have been more uh more of a priority than okay. the podcast studio yeah yeah so, uh, Larissa, if you are able to, um, Brett or JR are going to reach out to you and um, they will arrange uh, the, um, the whole house looks like a storage unit. Um, that's fantastic. Hey, but I love the color on the walls there. That is right. Not perfection. That, you know, I love the color on the walls back there. It actually is a very neutral color. So you could turn that into a pretty cool like looking studio. We could get you some uh, some neon um, backdrop lights and and really uh, kind of do the whole like studio theme going on there, buddy. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I I haven't really made any plans for this room yeah. yet. I got the desk set up with all the podcast gear, and that's yeah. About and, and as your, far as I've got your neon so sign behind you. I love that, man. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, that's uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get one of those of the drunken worm sign behind me or something. Um, yeah. So cool. All right. And for those of you that are listening today, I want to invite all of you to go onto our Recovery Revolution Live or the Recovery Revolution facebook page which is recovery revolution 100 on facebook and there you can check out all of our current podcast episodes for myself at the drunken worm podcast and brett morris is over at the recovery survey podcast and um jr do you have any uh social media other social media links that you throw up on there as well i I know you kind of you you run the the show there so no, not really. Just uh, my other accounts. Okay. Um, yeah, Recovery Revolution is pretty much uh, Facebook, and the Instagram is is my personal account. The Twitter is my personal. We okay. do have the website though. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and we have the website, and uh, we are making changes to the website. Uh, a lot of exciting things are happening for the Recovery Revolution. Um, family here, uh, Brett, Jr., and myself, and also Ashley is coming back. And we have exciting news. We are moving to Thursdays. And guess what? We have booked our first show for this Thursday night. So that means that you guys will have the opportunity of coming back on live with us. And Brett, who is our lucky winner to come on to the new Thursday episode? Who, who do we have Thursday coming up? Thursday is going to be Michael Paddleford. Oh, Michael Paddleford. Okay, great. Yes. That, that sounds exciting, man. Do what, what? What do we know about Michael? That's a Jr. question. Jr. What do we know about Michael? The, Michael is a recovery advocate from Maine. He is doing okay. the um, uh, what is it? The Recover Out Loud. Yeah. Podcast. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he seems like a really great guy. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And this this jabs at Brett. Uh, Michael's read my book. Hey, we can't all we can't all be Michael Paddleford. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jr. Brett has been moving, and 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 we we have to give him a little bit of space. Although, um, how long? Book. How long? Okay, Brett. Let's be serious. How long have you had Jr.'s book on your nightstand? <laughs> well, it's now currently in a box. Um, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure which box it ended up in. It's in this. It's in this room. Somewhere. So I have like a one in eight chance of finding it if I start opening boxes. Um, but it, <laughs> I see. I was talking. I was talking with Carl earlier. I I'm getting the feeling that Carl should do the audiobook version, and once that comes out, then I'll yeah. be sure to uh, to check out the book. Just an idea. Just throwing it Ooh, out there. Nice. Yeah, nice. Jr. You and he I does have that radio it. voice. He does. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll contract, and I'll do the audio version of your book. I'll read your book. Um, and if you want, I can do other accents as well. Oh, so you can you do a North Carolina accent? North Carolina, sure, we can do it a little North Carolina accent. That that was it. No, okay. Is it? Well, oh, yeah, really. Thanks, Jr.'s book. <laughs> Chrissy, thank you for keeping it real for us. A very long, <laughs> long enough to collect dust. I- I really enjoyed Leonard's story tonight. Yeah, man. I mean, he was—he uh, actually had me laughing. Yeah, he's funny, man. I think yeah. he was a little. 
he was a little, uh, you know, nervous maybe coming on initially, like all these three weirdo guys. Well, probably not me because I'm from California, just the other other two. No, he was he was intimidated by <laughs> JR because JR is such a big star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JR, JR, we, we, need you to, <laughs> we need you to bring it down like about four notches when you come on the stream with us, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Are we? Oh, we're still keeping viewers, and we don't even have anybody on the stream. Probably just us three talking to each other. No, no. Oh, now. Oh, it's dang it! We've it. lost one. Oh, they're dropping like flies. We have six on the live stream right now. Quick, somebody, Chrissy, call, call your neighbor and tell them to jump on the stream. We need to have seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, well, cool guys. Um, do we have any other housekeeping things? Oh, there we go. We're back on. Channel. All right. Yes. Oh, okay, great. So um, as you guys know, we've talked about doing a YouTube channel. And if you are watching on YouTube right now, please make sure that you take the time and hit that subscribe button so that you are up to date with all of the current videos that we have coming out that will be released on at the beginning of the week. Well, actually, probably not now because we're moving to Thursdays. So uh, hopefully we will have the videos up on YouTube by the weekend and you guys can stay up to date with all of the current information that is being released on the Recovery Revolution live stream. And your hosts, again, are myself, Carl, and we have Brett Morris. And today we have JR standing in for Ashley, but Ashley will be coming back onto the stream on Thursdays and joining us. And we have a lot of really good guests coming up um, on the stream. We have Shane Raymer coming up, which I'm really excited about. And uh, I'm going to be interviewing Shane on Thursday for my podcast over at the Drunken Worm podcast. And so we're going to do a little plug for the show on my podcast and hopefully have a nice segue. So when he comes onto my show, we can segue into the live stream. And uh, it, sh it should be a really interesting uh, interesting uh, transition there. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to having him on um, both shows. So... Uh, Shane, if you're watching the episode, thank you for agreeing to come on to the shows. It's really good to have you. And uh, we have a lot of other great people coming on to the uh, to the stream and the, um, all of our podcasts. So, yeah, definitely. And uh, coming up on Wednesday, I actually have Ashley, the other co-host. Yes, I have a, a solo episode with her, and she shares a little bit more about her story and what her recovery journey looked like, how she ended up where she is now as the nami florida president and some of the other advocacy yeah. work that she does so it's pretty cool to see kind of the progression that she's done in her recovery and how she got to where she is now so that's pretty cool and then the following week i'll be hitting episode 100 yes and putting together a a little bit of a different episode for that um so that'll be interesting i haven't finished it yet so i don't know exactly how it's going to turn out but um it's going to be pretty cool i hope yeah congratulations man that's really big man the uh the 100th episode you know i'm i'm looking at coming up on episode 23 right now so um i i really uh, look forward to being able to say um down the road that i'm hitting episode 100 i that's a huge milestone and and you should be really proud of yourself did you ever think that you would be podcasting this long when you started that's a good question. No, I didn't. I'm I'm pretty good at starting hobbies and not finishing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, I didn't think so. But, um, yeah, I took a different approach this time. I tried to I tried to to put in some principles into it and started out with like a twenty dollar mic off of Amazon 
mm-hmm. instead of going all out like I usually do for a hobby yeah. and like waste a bunch of money and then find out that I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I took a different approach this time. Yeah, man. Well, it's you, you've got such good content on your podcast and it's really an honor to uh, JR. I want to, I want to thank you for asking me to come on to this show and helping co-host on your recovery revolution uh, Facebook group and, and the channel and everything. Um, it's, it's really helped my podcast get that little jump start that I needed uh, going from an average of, you know, maybe 40 or 50 downloads um, per episode. And that would be over a period of time right now. I'm, I'm averaging a little um, almost 300 downloads per episode. So, um, and thank you for all your listeners who are supporting the show and, and everything. Uh, you know, it's, it only goes up from here as they say, and uh, you've definitely been uh, very gracious and allowing, allowing us to, um, you know, access to your, uh, fan base of 200,000 plus people on your page. Well, you so. got to thank you got to thank the red beard. He was the red one the that, that approached me about you. Yeah, well Brett, thank you brother. I appreciate that, man. I you know, I didn't know that, but Brett, I'm going to send I'm going to send you um a nice uh, mechanical pencil or something, man. Oh, thanks, I'm going to even write your name on it. Um <laughs> hey, we'll get you a drum set, man. Yeah, we'll get you a drum set to go with your kazoo. Sure, Chris, you'll love that. Exactly. Hey, can we get you one of those plastic steering wheels with the horn so that we can do a a drive time episode? We can have have a call-in episode, and you can pretend to be on a cell phone in a wind tunnel. (laughs) And we got another show coming. I know we haven't gotten the promos uh, ready for it yet, but you want to tell everybody about the new recovery review show jr yeah um, we are still currently working on the introduction promo but it's gonna be fire nice i mean we get we have five fabulous uh co-hosts coming to, to do it we also have uh laughter is a drug uh comedy skit coming to the page too which is gonna be uh, it's gonna be absolutely hilarious I mean, I've 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 heard, listened to some of his uh, his outtakes, and they are funny. And we can't. So forget, it's going to be exciting month Mr. next Jeff month. Vickers. And we got a uh, yeah, Jeff Vickers, uh, part of my reach. Oh yeah, on Saturday, seven p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jeff Jeff is doing good stuff on his channel as well and his podcast. Um, and so uh, Jeff, uh, congratulations and good work on all the stuff that you do with your with your show and your viewers and everything, which, you know, and all of us help support each other when it comes to the recovery revolution, we're all a family and, and everything that we do here, um, you know, has an effect on, on what the rest of the um, family community for our uh, recovery revolution family is doing. So um, yeah, but just very grateful to be a part of this, man. It's, this is really a highlight of my week and I love starting my week off like this, but now it's going to be great because now I get to, almost finished my week off with doing the live streams now on Thursdays. So good times are coming. Yeah, that's right, man. That is right. All right, gentlemen. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else that you need to bring into the board or, or want to let our viewers or listeners know? I'm good. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I guess to clarify on the YouTube thing, since we are Mm -hmm. streaming live to YouTube, 
Uh, usually it takes a couple hours after the stream ends for mm -hmm. YouTube to process, but it will be available uh, whenever YouTube decides to release that video. So now that process is just completely um, automated since we're connected okay. to, the, to the YouTube page. So it should be up there pretty quick. And then typically I have the audio version of the broadcast up within about an hour after we finish the, the mm -hmm. live stream. So if you guys uh, are on the go and can't watch the video, search for Recovery Revolution Live on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to check out Recovery Survey, new episodes every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Check out The Drunken Worm, new podcast. episodes every week. Yeah, new. yeah, the, the whole thing. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> if you, you, have, you, if you type podcast in your name, I'm sorry. Yeah, you have I to don't. take type the word podcast in because if you type in the word Drunken Worm, you're going to find a bar in Tennessee, and that is definitely not the place that you want to be going to when you're searching oh, for a sobriety nice. podcast. Although I have thought about it. it would be really interesting to do a live broadcast from inside of the bar of The Drunken Worm on The Drunken Worm podcast. That would be interesting. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic, man. Like, that'd be really cool. <laughs> um, oh man, I I had something else. Oh, are are you going to have our links to our shows and everything um, now on the show descriptions for YouTube and um, also the um, audio version so that people can uh, link up with the other shows that we do and then also um, for Leonard and his material as well? Yes, I need send after we get off of here. Send me the link that you want me to use because I'm, I'm okay. gonna put together a list and just save that so I can put it on all the episodes. Okay, I'll send you my whole document that I do, oh. um, and then that way you will have the links embedded for my stuff, and then you could actually just change the links and you know do different ones for you know all of that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll work it out, man. It, it'll be good and you can post it on there late you can always edit after the fact so right right yeah okay cool guys well we want to thank everybody for listening tonight uh you have been listening to the recovery revolution live broadcast on mondays and just a reminder for everybody out there if you are watching on youtube please hit that subscribe button so that you can stay up to date with all of the show information and all the upcoming uh, broadcasts that we have happening. And if you happen to miss the broadcast, don't worry because our episodes are going to be uploaded onto the Recovery Revolution Live YouTube page and our Facebook page where you can catch all the episodes that you might have missed. And we will have information for our podcast. Also, our, um, what was the, uh, sorry, what was the, um, the company that did our sponsorship? Stay our, stopped um, United. What was the? Uh... Okay, so stay stop nine GN. Okay, and uh, and all the other information for the show with uh, Leonard and um, and all of his uh, contact well not contact information but all of his uh, social media information will have listed on there as well, right, Brett? Correct. <laughs> all right, cool. Jr. Um, I hopefully he's done viewing videos on on his. I, I muted him. Um, really quickly, if we get a <laughs> thumbs up from Jr., um, are, are you done, sir? Okay, I am done. I am. You're I you're am done. done. Okay, he's he's hearing me there again, Brett. Um, I, I I keep my little pointer on the mute button when we have Jr. live with us because sometimes <laughs> I got a little buck wild there. I got a little. Just I want kidding. to check out the Just YouTube. Kidding. Yeah. All right, man. Well, awesome. We want to thank again everybody for listening tonight, and you have been listening to Recovery Revolution Live.